welcome out to this episode of The Good, The Bad, and The Geeky. Our sponsors for this episode are audibletrial.com forward slash goodbadgeeky. If you guys really want to help us out on the podcast, then you know what? Go there, get a three-day trial, over 180,000 books to choose from. And you know what? In particular with this episode, I've not read it, but you know what? I think I'm going to get it myself, The Jungle Book by Rudyard Kipling. Uh, or Rudyard Kipling, uh, depending on your pronunciation of names. If you're like me and you pronounce everything incorrect wrong anyway, just like I said that sentence, then you know what? It's okay. Just just pick your favorite pronunciation and just roll with it. You know what I mean? It's called confidence. If you're, uh, it, it promotes wellness in your mate and stuff. So yeah, audibletrial.com forward slash goodbaggeeky, a 30-day trial, over 180,000 books to choose from. They're an Amazon company, so that's a name you can trust. It's pretty awesome. And uh, yeah, go get your copy of The Jungle Book. And uh, of course, packratcomics.com. Go to Packrat Comics for all your comic needs. And uh, if you like more uh, information on those who sponsor the show, then uh, yeah, please check out our show notes on gbgpodcast.com or uh, depending on your uh, podcast provider. I know if you have the uh, podcast app for iPhone, there's tons of information, links, and notes uh, about you know who our other sponsors are, so check that out as well. So, this episode of The Good, The Bad, and The Geeky is about Jon Favreau's The Jungle Book by Walt Disney Pictures. Guys, I'm not going to lie, uh, the, you know this movie was not something I was looking forward to. I walked into this movie... I wanted to see it, right? I, I did want to see it because here's the thing. John Favreau gives me hope, right? As a filmmaker, I, I'm always somewhat surprised of the movies that he, he makes um, or even he produces. I, I tend to try to have a little faith even when my first instinct at looking at the trailer of the movie was, I don't know how I feel about it. When Maleficent came out, um, and you've heard my reviews, I did not care for Maleficent. I walked out of that... It's the probably, you know, it's one of those movies where I walked out going, I didn't love it. I didn't really care for it. Like, there was too many things that bugged me that made me really sit back and enjoy the movie. Um, and it, it's on a completely different level than of, of, of Batman vs. Superman, where it's not a bad movie. It's just that it's not a great movie, and that is what's infuriating. Maleficent was just not a good movie. Um, for me, and um, I've not seen Cinderella, but I know what Disney's doing, and it's called, when you don't have, uh, it, today's society is about franchises, and and having franchisee-based, you know, properties, and, ugh, you know what, I get that, I, I, do, I really do, it's why Pixar is making sequels now to some of their classics, like, Toy Story, look, that made sense to continue. Monsters Incorporated, Monsters University, eh. I, I felt that was a poorly handled uh, prequel, sequel, whatever you want to call it. And they're going back to the well. And it's the way Disney does some of their other projects that are not necessarily original. Which, if you had to look at, the, look at that, that's not really the case too much anymore, is it? But um, it allows uh, their powerhouses, like, like Pixar, to do new things and try new things. Um, like Zootopia or uh, The Good Dinosaur. Um, whether you're, Whatever the, your opinions of those movies may be, it's something that's new, it's different, 
to a degree. And uh, that's where criticism comes in a little bit. But I digress. To them, they are trying to go out on a limb and, and try to tell a story that isn't based off of a book, necessarily. So, and that's cool. So the Jungle Book, though, definitely based after a book by Rudyard or, uh, or Rudyard Kipling. Again, depending on your preference of pronunciation. If you like to say things right, don't listen to me, uh, more likely than not. But um, the Disney animated film, I think it was the 1964-1965 Disney animated film, The Jungle Book, was a film that was the last film outside of the Winnie the Pooh short that really had Disney's magic touch on it. Granted, Disney passed away before production on it ended, but um, if you asked me as a child about The Jungle Book, I could tell you all about The Jungle Book. There was Ka, Shere Khan, I knew the songs. But if you had to look at it, and of course the, the Elephants on Parade thing, not Dumbo's Elephants on Parade, but um, you know the, the march. One, two, three, four, up. Two, three. I'm not even doing the song justice because I don't remember it as well as the other ones. But I know, yeah, because that's where he runs into the elephant and he, he starts walking backwards because they're they did it about face. And anyway, sorry. Uh, I'm a, I am a Disney nerd. Uh, so yeah, the Jungle Book. Man, oh man, was it really? It was really. If you watch the Disney. Disney's Jungle Book animated film now from 64 or 65. Is it a classic? Yes. But kind of like Sword in the Stone, it, it, it feels like it kind of meanders about. Um, I just feel like the heart of the movie, there is no heart of the movie now. Supposedly, uh, classic animator Bill Pete, who did tons of, of great stories, and I believe he even did... Uh, the hard to find or hard to watch now, um, just because it's just it's it's a it's an oddity in the marketplace. Donald Duck and Math Math Mathematic Land or Mathematician Land or whatever. Um, I think it's Donald and Mathematics Land. That is an awesome short, by the way. And he did a Sword in the Stone amongst many others. Um, he he was kicked off the film for trying to kind of stay close to the book. And I'm not gonna lie. Uh, you know, when I watch Disney's The Jungle Book, I'm kind of disappointed. Um, the songs are beautiful. Most of the songs, besides The Bare Necessities, are written by the Sherman Brothers, which, um, while doing research on this podcast, I found out that the song, Trust in me and only in me, close your eyes and you'll see, hold still please. That whole song was actually supposed to be in Mary Poppins um, under a completely different tune. Um, it was supposed to be kind of like a melancholy... And they replace it with a, a jolly holiday with you, or a jolly holiday with Mary. And I'm going like, what the frickity frick? That's what? Say, say what? Um, so that's just, that's bizarre. If you know anything about Mary Poppins, that's a really fun, upbeat, such a jolly holiday with Mary. Da 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 And they had the dancing penguins and shit. Uh, you know, so in, 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 in contrast, it's a very different mood and song. Um, and I mean, unless they slowed it way down for the Jungle Book, I, I'm not really sure. Uh, but it, again, it's a fascinating insight into the property. And um, the first thing that everyone thought of when they were announcing the new movie was, um, first off, John, I knew John Favreau was doing it, but the music—you got to have bare necessities, trust in me, and uh, want to be like you. And 
Favreau very publicly said, like, look, we're not doing... Don't expect all the musical numbers in the movie. There might be slight hints and nods to that, but, but please don't ex- walking in expecting that. Um, and also, after my, my brush-up with Maleficent, um, I heard Cinderella got good reviews um, and from people that I trust and respect in my, in, in my personal life, and also critics I admire as well. Um, I mean, got decent reviews, not great, great, uh, but decent enough that I, I would give it a chance. I just, my want's not there because I've seen Cinderella. And you know what? The original animated Cinderella, uh, despite some of the faults it has, and it has a few, is quite, quite a delightful film. And uh, The Jungle Book is okay. It's kind of like Sword in the Stone. If you watch it again, you're going to be kind of disappointed. Things just kind of happen necessarily, I feel, for no real good reason. Like, if you try to use any type of real thought or sincerity uh, into what's going on, you could have found different ways to fix the issues that you're... right. This one, though, I feel is kind of... Uh, it's very much based on the book by uh, Rudyard Kipling, but also based on the Disney animated film as well, and in very wonderfully delight, what, delightful ways. Um, Baloo the bear doesn't really look like a sloth bear, and uh, when you watch the movie... Uh, the Jungle Book, the first thing that is striking about it in terms of, in comparison, is Baloo doesn't look like a normal bear. He looks like a giant, he looks super almost puffy, fuzzy, like a stuffed animal kind of bear. And that's a sloth bear. If you've not seen a picture of a sloth bear, you know what, go ahead, it's okay. I'll give you two options. You can pause this episode right now, or, uh, and, and, and then fast forward a few seconds uh, and unpause it, or you can just, I'll wait, I'll wait. No, it's okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. Look up sloth bear right now on Wikipedia. All right. See that picture of the sloth bear? It doesn't look anything like Baloo in the, in the Disney anime. And, and, and you're probably going, but Nick, you know, it's a, it's, a, it's a fucking animated movie. But who the fuck cares, right? Uh, 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 pardon for dropping the F-bomb, but it, it really is, it's really cool that, that Favreau went to realistic kind of ways of going, okay, a bear in India is going to be a freaking sloth bear, not any of this other shit, right? Um, which, again, so cool, right? And the other thing is the casting on this movie is phenomenal. Shere Khan, uh, Iris Elda, uh, I'm sorry I'm not saying his name right, uh, you know him as uh, Hemley, I, Hemlick, or Hemley, I believe, from the Thor movies. He's also Luther in the Tyler TV show on BBC Luther, which is... Phenomenal! I finally started watching uh, the, the 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 show. Um, I went back and started watching the pilot again, and it is phenomenal. Again, and I knew he, I knew, and I know, and I knew this man could act. But his the timbre of his voice is it's it's quite a it's a quiet kind of of timber. Uh, if I'm saying that right, a low timber in his voice. When he speaks, he doesn't raise his voice, but when he does, he doesn't scream like this, right? It's more of a he just raises his voice, and it's just his voice is powerful enough that it's kind of fucking terrifying. Um, and and for, and for me as a viewer, I I just completely ate that up. Now I will also say that uh, Ben Kingsley as Bagheera uh, at the Panther was again a wonderful casting choice and what's really interesting here is that do I feel like they could have added a little bit more for Bagheera? Yes I could in terms of his story um, there's a wonderful bit in the book where um, he 
kind of feels, you know, from what I've read from the book, I apologize, that he was in a man village trapped as a baby, and then he let himself free and went back to the wall because he knew that's where he belonged. And while he did save Mowgli, uh, he always felt that he belonged in the man village with his own kind. Um, I would have loved to have seen maybe a little bit more of a conflict there, but Ben Kingsley's Bagheera adds so much heart and warmth, but in a stern way. Because that's the thing about the Jungle Book, right? Um, Bagheera is kind of the stern parent, but lose the fun-loving dad, right? You know what I mean? Um, and Bill Murray, oh my god. Uh, it, it's hard to truly state the wonderfulness of Bill Murray in general, and it's truly phenomenal casting. Um, you know, my fiance, and I, my fiance and I, and she doesn't love Bill Murray like we do. Um, I, I've kind of made her a geek by accident just because of the stuff that I like, and she wants to spend time with me. We'll go to these movies and all that, and and she, like for example, when she saw Ghostbusters, she didn't love Ghostbusters. She laughed. She thought it was funny, but she still is just like it's Bill Murray. I I, I don't really. I don't get Bill Murray. And, um, now granted, another little fun fact, we were watching a documentary on Netflix the other day called The 70s. Um, the first episode talks about how TV in the 70s kind of became darker and grittier and a little bit more, it, it connected to people more by showing some more human truths out there by the, instead of doing the, by golly, gee golly kind of stuff, right? Like On the Family, um, What's Happening Now, and a few other shows, MASH being one of them, um, and they also talked about Saturday Night Live. And with Saturday Night Live, they talked about, they showed a little bit of Bill Murray's audition tape. And, and my fiance was like, he goes start, him and Dan Aykroyd started in, 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 in Saturday Night Live? I was like, oh yeah. She didn't know that. So again, uh, we, are learn, we are teaching her, uh, but uh, no, kidding aside. So again, her love for Bill Murray isn't there. And, and, so, and so even in Ghostbusters, she's just like, the movie was funny, but it's definitely not for kids under the age of like 10, in her opinion. Uh, again, she's a teacher. That's, that's her want to say that. Um, uh, even though I saw it when I was like four or five, because it's an awesome movie. Um, and also, you're not paying attention to that. You're paying attention to Ghost. You know what I mean? Uh, but she really... Um, she she does not she she's like Bill Murray's okay he's a good actor like in Monuments Men and and stuff so when she sees him he's like he's 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 a good actor but she doesn't sit there and go oh he's a funny guy necessarily in, in our opinion she also doesn't love Groundhog Day um, but she's also not seen it since meeting me and so when she watches movie with me she actually kind of watches them now so um, per se sorry anyway that's me rambling a bit about that. Um, and just to explain, like, sometimes she would watch movies in the background while grading papers, and she's not really watching things. So that's what I mean by that. So sometimes it's like, if we're going to watch something, let's actually watch it. Let's not play on our phones or do this or that if, if we have, you know, if, if we can. So, um, and so there are movies that she would give a chance to, but she's not really watching them necessarily. That's what I mean by that. So anyway, sorry. Jungle Book. Um, but she and I, I was really just more pleased that she was cracking up laughing. And I just leaned over to her. I was like, Bill Murray, am I right? And she's like, perfectly cast. I was like, I know. It's just, it's just wonderful casting all the way around. Scarlett Johansson as Ka almost feels kind of in there as a, a pity nod, really. 
Um, she's only in the movie for a little bit as Ka, and um, I will say it's a little scary. Um, you know, if you have kids, I I wasn't scared at all, but I mean, it's very it becomes very darker. Like the movie kind of builds to the darker ending, and not dark ending, but like you know, the ending, the climax where dark things kind of happens between the good guy and the bad guy have to fight each other. Shere Khan and Mowgli have to fight each other, but uh, you know, I really. Felt like Ka, because if I remember correctly from Ka when I watched a few years ago, Ka shows up more than once or twice uh, in the beginning of the movie. Um, you know, uh, so it was kind of it was kind of a letdown, and there are hints in the score of the song "Trust in Me," but she never sings it. And you're going, okay, Scarlett Johansson has a beautiful voice. It's a deep. Trust in me and only in me. So you're like, okay, weird. So, Baloo, The Bare Necessities, the music there. It feels very natural. It feels very like it's, like it's, it just belongs in the movie, right? Now, Christopher Walken as King Louis. King Louis is an interesting choice to me, right? Because King Louis, as with Christopher Walken as King Louis, again, it's actually decent casting. The problem is, is the song I Want to Be Like You feels forced into the movie. And I was telling my fiancé last night, um, she's again, wasn't impressed with it as I am, but my favorite part of that song, even though I love that song, is kind of the scat between um, uh, uh, Phil Harris's Baloo the Bear and uh, Louis Prima's King Louis. Um, it's like, it's the scat, it, I don't know, it just feels like it just builds to that moment, and it just, it just makes it like a, it's just a fun, you know, doop dot skiba dap doop bop bop kind of moment in the song. And it's also the moment, and this is where it's rare, that you can tell that the actors are having fun, and even though it's animation, and so the characters are having fun, and then, you know, and so then you have fun. And at least that's how it feels for me. And so I was kind of looking forward to that, but it, realistically I was like, you know what, they're not going to do that in this movie, because they might even do that song. When the song started, they there was a different verse thrown in there, uh, a third ver possible third or fourth voice uh, verse, depending on if how, I, I can't think of how many verses. I thought I saw I had like two verses in the main chorus or whatever in the scat, but they kind of added a third verse because this King Louis is a giant frickin' orangutan and I don't mean giant freaking like you know giant freaking like maybe like he's like you know 10 12 maybe 15 foot tall foot tall orangutan that's a big mother right um and you know he's voiced beautifully like wow you know Christopher Walken wow you know don't try to kid me man cub I made a deal with you what I desire is man red flower to help my dream come true. You know, and, and it's a, and, and again, it's way more laid back and weirder than that. So, uh, yeah, I don't really know how else to say it. It, it, it. It's kind of distracting in the movie when he sings um, that song. But it, but it all builds to the end of the movie um, where the whole point of the movie is they're trying to get him back to safety of the man village because Shere Khan... And this has been burned by man, and he hates fire. And he knows that the, the man cub will grow up to be a man. And man brings death to the animals, death to the, to the jungle. And, and he will probably do it with fire, or the red flower. Um, and it, it, it's beautifully handled 
how there is no girl that uh, spoil you know spoiler alert, there's no little girl that shows up at the end and takes Mowgli back to the village. Um, he actually you know uh, he actually chooses to stay in the jungle and become and stay a member of the jungle. Now I don't know if they're trying to maybe save that for another time. And if they do, that's fine. That's uh, you know what, that's their right to do that because I know Disney is wanting to make uh, you know wanting to make probably more of these because again franchise. Um, but uh, it was such an interesting. I I felt like by the end of that movie, I I was moved by that moment. And here's the thing: with these movies, you can kind of know exactly how they're kind of going. Um, again, I thought at the end of it he would somehow see a, a cute human girl and then they would escort him back into the man village. But that's not, not what happened at all. So I was pleasantly surprised. What got me, though, is is that if you have if you show characters with a little bit of heart and you can sell me that it makes sense, I'm with you hook, line, and sinker. You got me, right? I'm right there with you in your characters. And... Um, the idea that Mowgli just wants to really be a part of the jungle. He's been raised as part of the jungle. He he respects it. And there's moments where he has to choose. You know, I can be a man cub and use my human ways but still be a member of the wolf pack and be a part of the jungle and not be part of man. And, but of course, if you watch the movie, Bagheera is kind of like, no more, don't use your tricks. Don't use things that humans would do, like man would do, which is you would build vines and build contraptions to help yourself with little things like getting water or getting uh, fruit down from the tree. Don't do that. Um, and so, he, and then you have Baloo who's kind of like, you know, give me some honey. Use use your tricks. Um, it's it's very fascinating. And, you know, especially the, the moments where Baloo kind of realizes, you know, the serious trouble that this man cub's in. Um, you know, because before he's just like, you're being hunted by a tiger. Oh, that sucks. Uh, but hey, let's go get some more honey. And then when he meets Bagheera, Bagheera's like, no, it's Shere Khan who's hunting him. And Baloo's like, whoa, 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 Shere Khan. Like, that's some serious shit. Like, he's not going to give up finding that kid. It, it's stuff like that where it's very, very, um, you know, it, it, the escalation of everything kind of feels realistic. And it builds to that heart. And because, again, to me, a movie needs to have a heart and soul. And if you don't have the heart, the soul of the movie will just kind of flounder. Um, the heart of this movie is so, it's so real, guys. It's so there. It's so big, at least for Mowgli and his journey of, of you know, do I, where do I fit in in the jungle? And uh, you know what? I'm not going to lie. Man card on the table. I fucking shed a few tears at the end um, where Mowgli stands up against Shere Khan. And, um, you know, you get the sense that it, it's very lightly veiled that family is who you make it to be. You know, Mowgli's true home probably is in the village of man, but his tribe, his home that he has made consists of Baloo, Bagheera, his wolf family, um, and all the other animals that he has known his entire life. They equal up home. And um, no, no matter what Shere Khan tries to do, he will never take that away from him. Um, it, it's very, you know, and it's stuff you've seen in movies a thousand times before. But again, here's the thing. If you do a trope and you do it right, it won't matter that you've done the trope. And I think, and, and I think Favreau brings a real 
sense of love and respect to this stuff. And the kid he's, he, he cast has, is beautifully casted as well. I, I do not know the kid's name. I know this is his first movie. But again, this is how Favreau thinks, right? So almost the entire movie, besides a few, besides the kid who plays Mowgli, and a few of the, like, the like mini sets they built, which is, and I say mini, I mean like fucking mini. Like, if you see him standing on a rock, that's, that rock is built and then everything else is green or blue screen. That's it. Like, that's a lot. That's a that's soundstage stuff. But Favreau has added flavor from his time in New Orleans with Kurt Ruffian and some, just again, Dr. J. Uh, they ha- there's kind of a weird, like, New Orleans influence to to the whole proceedings um, in terms of some of the songs. And, uh, and but Favreau cares about the performance of the kid because he knows that the movie will be done using green screen. He got... Jim Henson's uh, uh, workshop to build and got puppeteers involved and paid them to work with the child because, and this is true, um, if, when a kid walks up, and even an adult walks up and sees Kermit the Frog there, you're going to look at the performer and you're going to be watching the performer, but at some point you get lost in the puppet, right? You get lost in the Muppet. And so Favreau, with that knowledge, with that love of the Muppets, he kind of threw that in there. And it's kind of a little side note if you didn't know about that, but I feel like that's kind of why the performances from the kid are really, I mean, considering, you know, it's it's a popcorn movie, you know, kind of released right before the summer. It's actually really freaking good. And it really, you know, kind of brings the heat in terms of how good the kid actually is, you know, considering what it, what the movie is. It's, just, it's a light family film hoping to rake in tons of money. But again, when you have great performances from the voice cast, you have a kid who seems to be genuinely responding to everything. It's just a damn fun movie. Uh, like, I felt like I built this movie up enough. Doesn't mean there aren't some things that don't really work. Again, the song, Wanna Be Like You, in terms of, within the context of the movie, doesn't feel to work as well. Um, I understand when you have a giant sloth bear and a panther, the idea of a, even like a mid-sized orangutan doesn't really work as well. Um, and that sucks a little bit, and I get that. But it just feels a little, Wow. Okay, that's that's uniquely strange, and it uh, I don't know how I feel about that. I, I'm not a big fan of of Louis being pretty huge, and now if that's how it was in the book, then you know what? I take that back, and I apologize. But um, it just doesn't feel realistic to me. And even though they're trying to go for some realism in the movie, even though the animals talk to each other, you know, duh. Let's take that out of the mix, you know, because it's a fucking movie. Uh, at the same time, you know what? It, it just kind of takes you out of it a little bit. Uh, the first few times that you see him and you're approaching King Louis's place, because you've seen the trailer, you know he's huge. It's a little, oh, okay, I don't know how I feel about this. So, um, but what else doesn't really work? Uh, Ka. Uh, Ka feels a little bit just thrown in there just to appease people going, hey, where's Ka at? Or not Kala, where's Ka at? Um, I feel, again, that Bagheera could have had a little bit more um, background, and uh, it's kind of hinted at that how he saved Mowgli, and they kind of show it. But I would have really loved to have seen a little bit more from Bagheera, um, and um, you know why he values the relationship with Mowgli, 
and it, you know, because he is concerned, and and or or maybe even have them discuss that, you know, by putting him back in the man village, Bagheera could be hunted by Mowgli years later. You know, mention that, discuss that, and talk about that. Now, granted, they're doing a sequel, I think, most definitely at this point, because the movie had a huge opening weekend. Um, but hint at that, and have that be something that kind of builds up through the next one, um, if it gets picked up for a sequel, which it now is. So, that's the kind of stuff I'm talking about. Little things here. Again, uh, if you watch the animated film, and then you watch this one, it feels like it, it's actually a million times better of a movie. Um, and the effects are amazing, but uh, there are some a few a few little nitpick things here. The effects are amazing. If you don't like CGI films, then you're going to hate this movie because the whole movie CGI. But there are times where, for me, it's really hard to tell who who's in the movie um, or what's real, what's not, because it's, some of it the the scenery looks absolutely breathtakingly beautiful. Um, bum, bum, bum. What else? Uh, that's all I really have to say about The Jungle Book. I don't really have a lot of complaints with it one way or another. Um, outside of this, again, I feel like it's more nitpicky stuff. Because, again, I walked out of that movie going, you know what? I would not mind seeing this movie again. I, I enjoyed it that much. So, yeah. But uh, what are your thoughts on The Jungle Book? Did you like it? Did you not like it? Do you feel uh, like it was kind of middle of the road for you? Let us know by emailing us, goodbadgeeky at gmail.com. <coughs> Or tweet me, or go to our Facebook page. I think it's uh, facebook.com forward slash GBG podcast. I think. I think that's what that is. Um, if not, the Facebook link is definitely in the show notes. Um, and you know what? Comment on what, post on our wall. Let us know what you think of Disney's The Jungle Book in theaters now, directed by John Favreau, and starring the voice talent of Scarlett Johansson, Bill Murray, Ben Kingsley, and more. All right, everybody, thanks for listening to this episode of The Good, The Bad, and The Geeky. Um, hopefully next episode I will have, uh, I'll maybe have a special guest. And special as in, we just don't do it as much anymore, but fun nonetheless. Um, hopefully, knock on wood. If not, it might be another episode or two later, but I, I, I am working on it, okay? So thanks, everybody, for listening, and uh, see you next episode. Something. This is a happy place. What the fuck am I supposed to say? <laughs> what song is that?